Hey Derek, I see you brought your trades today. I'm looking for a uh, Warmonger's Diplomacy, a Scowling Flesh Bag, or any of the Marvel figments. Do you happen to have any of them on you? I don't. I just traded out my last few, but I do know where you can find them. You know, where is that? Because I really need these to play my newest stack. Uh, you're going to have to check out the Banish Zone. Uh, they have all your TCG and tabletop gaming needs. Yeah, okay, so, you know, you know that Flesh and Blood. What if I need some cards for my commander deck, or if I'm interested in a newer TCG? Well, sir, you are in luck. Not only do they carry magic, Pokemon, flesh and blood, but also some of the smaller games, like Final Fantasy, Grand Archive, and the My Hero card game as well. That's pretty cool, you know. Collecting these games is cool, but what happens if I want to play them? They also have a schedule of events for playing uh, all of their games, in including those smaller TCGs, so you know exactly when to show up. They're even going to be getting Lorcana soon. This is all well delightful, you know, having all this stuff, but where can I find them? Uh, you'll be able to find them in the heart of Warnersville, PA, not far off of Route 30, or online at thebanishzone.com. Uh, they're not yet able to ship, but they're working hard to try to get everything ready. There's been a little road bumps, but once I do, there will be tons to explore and have shipped right now. It's in store pickup only. All right, I'm placing my order right now. I'll be heading out to Warnersville. I'll see you later, Derek. All right, see ya. Hello, and welcome to Steelblade Showtime. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm here with my co-host, Derek. Derek, we had a resounding 40 listens to last week's episode on your top eight, top four with Vincent. Wow. How do you feel about wowzers. that? Uh, I feel slightly embarrassed, only because I was talking about this with Dex a little bit afterwards. Uh, he saw the title, and he went, yeah, we get to hear about how the other matches went. And as in our typical fashion, we got wildly sidetracked, and we briefly talked about a few things that happened in a couple of games. We didn't I go over, like, many of the cards in my deck or anything. It was just like, I sure did do I, that thing. Woo! I couldn't even remember what we talked about <laughs> while I was editing that. And I was like, I knew you were so out of it, so I'm just like, we're just going to make it the top four of Vincent. <laughs> because you made it top four with Vincent. Yeah. Maybe I'll just I'll just tweet out the deck list at some point. Maybe that's what we'll do. Yeah, I've I've made some changes even since that top four. Um, and I'm very happy with the changes that I made. Um, like, one of the things that was a, a glaring weakness, um, and, and it's it's been one of Vincent's weaknesses, right, is if you run into a Bravo that has a defensive fatigue package they can have in, you lose. Like, 90% of the time you lose. You have to land, like, lining up, like, two putrid, banked, swing in with, like, 10-plus arcane damage on, like, a 15-damage physical to, like, kind of bring it close. Uh, because they, they're just so efficient. They've got piles of blues that they're more than happy to pitch into the arcane. Uh, then they can block out. Maybe you leak a damage or two. Uh, but unless you are threatening more than 12 a turn, you're not really risking leaking. They're not really risking any leaked damage from you. That's why one of the one of the matches that I lost. Uh, pre-top 8, because I lost the two Bravos, was a Bravo who had previously been a Vincent player. <laughs> so he was like, okay. I I hope... He, he really wanted me, because he loves Vincent. 
He mm-hmm. wanted me to win. He wasn't going to obviously give me the win because he wanted to see that Vincent could do it. I didn't. I did not prove that. He had like thirty-four <laughs> health when I lost. <laughs> it was sad. I think any Bravo that tries to, like, go even a little bit aggressive into Vincent risks some huge swing turns. Because uh, the, the game into the second Bravo I played in the top eight, this is who I lost to, um, was much, much closer. Uh, but at the start, it looked like that same kind of match. Uh, they were at yeah, they were at 33. I was at 7. Uh, it was bad. Uh, but I had been... On those turns, I was taking a beating. Bank some rune chance. Bank some rune chance. Hold out and bank some rune chance. And when I finally got to swing back, uh, I was able to do... Uh, what was it? It was 13 rune chance on a widespread annihilation. And he looked at his hand and he went, I have no real reason to block this. I lose my whole hand either way if I do. And so he he talked to, to me about this part of his decision process after he looked and if he only lost one card from his hand, he was able to seal the kill that turn. Uh, and then I pummeled it for a 23 damage turn where he lost two cards and his whole plan and it's it's, it's those kinds of turns that make Vincent so good to me like today was our local bro quest at fourth wall congrats to Rose she took this one uh, on that OG dash. Um, I I did okay. I went 2-3. Uh, I made a few updates to the list. And I think I've narrowed down a few more cards to cut. I don't know exactly what's taking their place yet. But a few things to cut. But my two wins were both into Azuris. Um... The first one I felt so bad for. Um, it was... They decided to go first. Because they, they recognized... I can't let you have a setup turn. Oh, yep, that was correct. You're so right. <laughs> you did it. Um, and then... We drew up. And the most they could threaten was nimbleism into a, a, like a ravenous rabble and a dagger. Ooh. Um, and so I just went, all right, here's here's my hand. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, I proceeded to get Runeblade handed uh, for the first few turns. So I just took some setup. I set down a dimensional crossroads round one, made a couple rune chants, uh, 
round two, I I played some uh, reduced to rune chance, and by the by my turn three, um, it was all gas from there on. Three turns of pummel in a row. Oh no! Yeah, because <laughs> one of the things, uh, like I mentioned, some of the the things I was trying to shore up with these changes was I also it, it used to just be red pummels, right? I've got blues in there now. So, because one, I'm increasing the chances that I see a hand where I can pummel. I didn't change my blue count at all. I just swapped out a few blues that I never really played. Um, in favor of these. Um, and then it was, it just was so rude. Because I, by the time I decided to let him deal damage to me, he was at like five health. <laughs> it's like all of his big swap turns either well he only actually had one turn where he was able to swap a thing um, and I had reduced to rune chant and I gave him my armor ahead of time so I'd block a six and it worked out just fine uh, it was I felt really bad like you shouldn't feel bad winning these things but sometimes the way you win them, when you put someone so far on the back foot that I think there was four or five turns where, against their will, they had to say, my turn's arsenal pass. Because I kept just saying, nope, nope. I'm sending all this through, also banish that arsenal. <laughs> Um, the second Missouri I did not get that lucky against I did get to do it to them once I was I, I'm real sorry Jeremy <laughs> uh, this, this was Jeremy um, it was very close uh, we were both in single digits li digit life when I, I closed it out um, but one of the turns that sealed the deal was he gave me two cards to block uh, some some mix of like physical prevention and arcane prevention and I double pummeled him I, I had the juice to go red pummel blue pummel made him discard the other two cards on top of leaking a fat stack of damage you're, you're a horrible person I'm evil this is why I play Vincent Truly, truly evil. Is this why you're not going to feel bad when you're sitting there taking all this damage from Starvo when we play? More or less. <laughs> I know I deserve it. <laughs> I, I think you deserve it, and you know it's coming. Basically, yes. Uh, Who you play? Oh, Starvo. Well, I'm gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, although on a fun note, I was talking with Chad after our match, because uh, one, one of our local friends, 
Brandon, um, obviously not you, uh, is talking about organizing some shapeshifter stuff. Uh, still very nebulous up in the air. Um, and Chad asked today, he's like, hey, you, you talked to that other Brandon, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we chat. Um, and he said, do you know which shapeshifter he's talking about? I'm like, I, I assume sealed, right? He's like, well, there's also shapeshifter draft. And there's also shapeshifter constructed. I've never heard of shapeshifter constructed, but I'm down for it. That's what I said. I said, what do you mean? What do you mean? Tell me about it. What's, what's going on? And so the answer is shapeshifter constructed. Um, the deck construction is you ignore class restriction only. Talents still apply, so and specializations still apply. Okay. So if you want to play Dorinthia specs, your hero has to be Dorinthia. If you want to play Draconic cards, you have to play a Draconic hero, etc. Um, but everything else is fair game. No ban list. You know, go at it from there. And like, yeah, technically, you could just be like, alright, well I'm Starvo. But also, you can do so many other things. Um, We, we brought up a... We asked this to a couple of people. Uh, I want to say the most degenerate answer that we got was... <laughs> it, I, I want to I ask you, who do you think gave the most degenerate answer? And, and keep in mind, I was one of the ones asking this question, so it's not me. <laughs> and this was today? It was today, at the PQ. Right, let, me look at the, let me look at the list. Yep. See, part of me wants to go with Dex. Okay. But hold on, let me just double check this list. I'm sorry, Dax, but I feel like your mind could come up with some really degenerate shit. <laughs> especially on, like, a Rhinar. Because you can roll scabs, throw, like, 20 damage, and finish it up with, like, 3 Arcane. Right. Because that's one of the other things. Like, everybody could wear scabs if they wanted to. Oh, I never even thought, oh my gosh, Bravo was Star... I wouldn't even, I wouldn't do Starvo, I'm not that degenerate. Put Bravo with scab skins. You Just could go imagine Bravo with scab skins and the husk. Or wait, no, that's shadow. No, right? we no, the that's shadow. Oh. So you could put the husk on the. You put scab skins on chain or like Vincent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm trying to think. Who would scab skins be very? De We're gonna come back to this, but first I gotta look at this real quick. Alright, can I give you two? My top two. Sure. It's gonna go Rose and Dex. Rose is the answer. Do you want to take a guess? I don't even want to know. A guess at the thing. I've seen what her mind can do, <laughs> and I don't even want to know. But I feel like it's some degenerate, like, Fi with scab skins, throwing arcane damage nope, don't in between. It. What? Uh, so one of the really fun facts is that this is normally held in check by warrior weapons being, like, very fairly costed. Like, one for three is pretty standard on a two-hand. One for two on a, 
on a one-hander. Now, if you were to, let's say, uh, play Dorinthia, you could get oh my goodness, and bring the plasma pistol. The plasma pistol has no limit on round, like how many times it can fire in a round. And so she said, the play is Dawnblade Supremacy, or uh, Steel Blade Supremacy, Steel Blade Supremacy, Fire Pistol. If one damage leaks, uh, assuming you have Go Again somewhere on there also, like with a, a Valor one damage leaks, you draw two cards, you load the pistol, you give it go again, you fire it, you draw two cards, you load the pistol, you give it go again, you fire it. The <laughs> <sighs> right... That sounds horrible. Yeah. Uh, I would like to say my answer was was far less degenerate. My answer was you play Dorinthia and you bring in the best weapon that never saw play. Duskblade. Duskblade, baby. Because you don't really risk losing the counters. You can swing it twice. Like, you give, like, Warrior's Valor. Here's, here's plus three go again. Uh, or, like, on hit go again. Uh, and then you just, like, Ravenous Rabble to, okay, to meet fair. your prereqs. Some, some zero cost go again. And the fact that Bolters, you can just play Bolters and go, alright, now it has go again. Yep. Which means you can get the counter on it twice a turn, and you don't really risk losing it, because it doesn't have to hit to get that counter. You just have to play the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was just, like, the, the stuff we came up with in a couple seconds. How does Blade would get so out of hand? Yeah, would... you'd have to enter quick. <laughs> I'm just like, just imagine playing like Claw Dorinthia. You hit a Blood Rush turn. <laughs> claw, the claws claw, claw. have go again! Uh, in, built in! So you discard the six. You got the claw with the go. Oh my goodness! That just like claw Dorinthia field. You go. All right. You look at your hand. You got a blue. Hold on. Let me look here. I gotta figure out. I gotta figure out and, cost here real and, quick. And also keep in mind for any of these builds, you can also just go scabskins. That's I, true. I will I will scab skins and I will dusk blade you even though I don't have go again. Enjoy. Cause like anytime you have a spare go again, 
and just toss some arcane damage on top. But I also so you just... really like that, like, oh. you can just kind of wear the, like, the built-in AB stuff, right? Like, anyone can wear Dyadic Carapace. Everybody's got AB2 if they want it. Uh, anybody can put on uh, Trench of Sunken, sunken Treasures, uh, have AB1 and a way to cycle their arsenal if they hate it. Can you imagine how much Brute can thrive with this? Because they can play all the Guardian Blue Sixes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, that I'm just alone. Like, I'm just here just like, you could take Dory, play Steelblade Supremacy, then play a Blood Rush Bellow. So you pitched a blue, you have one floating, discard your other card. Assuming one of them is an Arsenal. No, it doesn't even have to be. Nope. So, you discard a six, draw on the two more blues... And you go, claw, claw, claw. And I don't know what you're doing with the one floating, but still, that is 15 if, damage if you're right on there. Steel Blade Supremacy. That is then... 17, though. They always get, they get plus two, don't they? I believe Supremacy is plus two. Uh, Hold on, let me look at it again real quick. I can't believe that I don't have this off the top of my head. It shows how long I've, I haven't. I literally, I've been staring, okay. Target weapon. Yeah, so it only targets. So the claw you're going to attack with is going to get plus two. And that's the whole turn. So that means one of the claws is coming Did in. Did you first. just say claw? Yes, okay, so that's 19 damage. You're going to draw cards because obviously they're probably. One of that one's probably going to hit at least once. And then you're going to probably follow it up with a giant guardian attack or something at the end! Right! insane yeah yeah i really love this format in theory and i very much want to see it uh and i i would like to propose some events for this for sure derek you're gonna make me deck build something that's gonna be absolutely terrible but it's gonna be hilarious let's when it goes get evil off. with it <laughs> let's do it Like, I know one of the first things that comes to my mind. Like, if I wanted to play the the true-to-my-heart fatigue, I would just straight-up play Riptide with Assassin Contract cards. Trap, trap, oh trap. Gosh. Zero for four, rip a card. Oh my god. <laughs> like... You play Sonata in Dory. Sure can. That's insane. <laughs> but also keep in mind that this means, uh, like, you have access to Skeleton if you want it. Oh. Oh. Oh, this is, this is insane. <laughs> this is why I waited to drop the bomb on you. I, I wanted to see just how, like, bent out of shape you'd be about this i don't think you understand i'm over here just like what can i slap on dory this man is I feel like galaxies this is oh okay so i'm just gonna do open create a new deck classic and for it's open and there's so many things you can do even outside of dory but like i'm just looking at dory give me a second <laughs> we're gonna do this what 
See, I'm just like, what what equipment can I slap on her? Oh, there's so much. Like, one of the weird things about this for Dory is that you don't necessarily want to swap off of some of the guard, like the, the warrior equipment. Like, you're, you'll probably change your chest piece, unless you're on a sword. Um, or you'll just be I'll on just... tunic, because uh, tunic's great. You could swing twice with a Nothos for six. Yeah. Put a Terra Sunder on that? Hold on. Does Terra Sunder say the next? I assume it says the next. Hold on. I'm pretty sure like, it does. It, it doesn't I think it says target. Next. So. If it did not say the next, then I think we'd have a lot more Bravos playing like... Yeah, your next Guardian attack this turn. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so that's a little bit... You could play Bravo with boosted three costs that are going to be all dominated. Yeah. Oh. Sure can. <laughs> and you can also just, like, for funsies, just, like... Stuff. You're just like, uh, you know what? I'm just gonna wear storm striders. No reason. I'm just gonna have them. Hey, it is AB two. Oh, it's AB two. And when someone doesn't think it's gonna happen, you just go, all right, I'll I'll pitch a blue, and I'll throw an emerald scalding at you. Here's six arcane. Game. I'm just, oh my goodness, you got me like, what is the worst weapon matchup that you could put on her? Or not weapon, the uh, worst, like, armor. And I've already looked at, like, three pieces of armor going, Carapace doesn't seem bad, Orthlore Bounty doesn't seem bad on the chest. I feel like maybe Providence might still be the headpiece regardless Scout of this. flashback. You're right. <laughs> no more long chain for you. Because Scowling Fleshbag presents so much extra, like, damage reduction that it's not worth doing it another way. I think that would become, like, the de facto head. Uh, unless, you know, you're on a, a talent that has a better head, like, Crown of Seeds for your build might be worth it. But I don't think there's many other situations where you would change off of that. Um, mm. Mm. But Masculine also, Metal might could, also not be bad. You could also do things like... You, you know how you never really know what you want to do with Guardian Legs? You could just wear some Evo. You're right. Why not? <laughs> One of the kind of downsides about this format is there's there's some of like the classes and heroes that like just still don't function outside of their own class pool. Like if you're on uh, most 
mechanologist are not going to want to do non-mechanologist things. Their class is so intrinsically tied to their specific stuff. You're not going to want to be on a mech hero. You can, oh you my can play goodness. mech cards for sure, for sure. But I know my chess piece. What it is. Trench. Yeah, super solid option. The arm piece is the more questionable one. I I think I would probably still be on, um. Oh, the Bracers. new one versus no, that's a sword. For my build, okay, fair. Dusk blade, totally helpful to me. Gosh dang it! There's so much, so much that I can do here. Oh, Grave Forge is so good. You activate those in front of the claws, too? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We are doing this. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then we just, okay, so. Yeah, because that means, like, kind of worst case, Blood Rush becomes Claw for 5, Claw for 6. That is insane. Like, this is one of the reasons why Flesh and Blood does have the class system. Because as soon as you can, like, even reaching one card out of your class, like, like Rose would probably be on a, a very, in, like, what, what she's presented, probably just pretty much run Pistol and a Warrior deck. You don't need to change much else. Alright, how many pitch three sixes are there? There's a lot in, in Guardian. Uh, is there any way I can sort this out? I don't think Fabrary has many, like, good sorting. There options. is. Power greater than or equal to six. What thrilling there... audio we've we've presented. And it's Brandon going three. down a rabbit hole. <laughs> there is only hold on, there's one, two, three, six. But while you're doing that, I just want so to there's... go over one of the terrifying things that happened, and like I knew it was coming ever since Bright Lights, uh, Boost Dash is a menace. Uh, Chad brought Boost Dash today. That was my fifth matchup uh, and my third loss. And <laughs> I thought I had a pretty good turn. Uh, Keep in mind how fast these turns were. Like, I think we did five rounds tops before the game was over. He gave me turn zero, uh, to which I banished a non, non-playable, pitched to make a second rune chant, and then I, I arsenaled a smashing good time. The literal one of I run in my deck. Oh my gosh. Uh... And then I took a beating because when I drew up, I saw uh, Phantom Wraith 
red moth sky, a blue, the, the blue legitimately doesn't matter, and a phantom banshee. So I was able to go smashing good time into mauve wraith, so I sent uh, three arcane, nine physical, and go again threatening another three rune chance and he looked at his hand and looked at me and said no blocks let me eat his teclo pounder off the smashing good time because he was on full full boost and then I followed it with the go again for the, the three rune chance and a banshee for seven for a, a full, what did that end up being? How's math work? 22? Because 3 and 9. No, that's 19. That's how math works. I don't know how math works. 22 was right. <laughs> but being able to threaten 22 and eat board state, I thought I was pretty happy with that. And this man proceeds to follow with. I forget exactly what these, what some of these cards were, but there was a red T-Bone, uh, a 0 to 60, I want to say it's called High Speed Impact, the boost card that on hit gives next dominate. That's the most important part here, because then he played Max V uh, with dominate, because no matter what, I couldn't stop it. Um, and he broke Achilles and also did a Hanabi Blaster for a total 26 damage turn. Jeez. Absolutely disgusting. Disgusting. So, like, as far as I'm concerned, my turn had 24 worth of, like, worth of value. 26 if you count the, the next turn's use of uh, Teclo Pounder as well. Because I, I, he only got to use it one turn. But still, insane amount of value, and he made the right play, not blocking at all. Because like the the fact that I had the the wraith followed by a banshee, smashing good time applies to the next time an attack action card hits this turn. So he, had, he would have had to stop 9 and then 7 to save his pounder. The amount of back foot he would have been on if he had tried to prevent the, the Vantum, or like the, the, the Wraith from landing, would have been huge. Because I'd, he wouldn't have been able to also stop the 7. Man, I don't know how often that race is going to come down to the wire. Because we were both at three health before. Like, like when he started his last turn, we were both already down to three. Dash is just scary. Absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying.
I think we're going to be going into a robotic storm that is going to tear us all in half. Um, and I'm stoked for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> one of the reasons I'm stoked for it um, is surprisingly simple. There's not super relevant mech on hits. There's on hits, and, and they do matter. Um, but mostly, there's only a couple that truly matter. You care about the, uh, what is it, Expeditious Courier? Uh, the new zero for three, that on hit you drop a zero or one item. Uh, that one's pretty solid. Uh, you might care about the opt, but really, not a huge amount. Mostly you care about Combustible Courier, because it's a no-brainer to stop four damage now to prevent another three later. Yeah. that's That just says give me a, either two cards or a D-React. Do it now. And you will. Absolutely you will. Um, and the one that gives dominate. Uh, I swear it's high speed impact. Uh, those I feel like are are some of the most relevant on hits. And if you really think they're going for fatigue, underloop overloop can also be relevant on hits. Being able to put itself back in the deck is is huge, but I don't I don't super think so. I think over overloop probably doesn't see a lot of play anymore. Underloop, on the other hand, absolutely does. But the main reason I make this distinction is Lexi, on the other hand, can dump out similar amounts of damage on fewer cards in hand, while presenting terrible on hits. <laughs> Like, one of the biggest things that probably stopped me from uh, winning my match into Lexi today uh, was Hamstring Shot. Yeah, that one kind of stings. I did my math wrong when I was when I was planning. And I looked at it, I, I went, okay, I can take this, and I can still afford to send my shenanigans and still pummel it. And I forgot to count the one of hamstring, even though I was very specifically doing the math with that in mind. Forgot to count the one. I don't know how I did that. That was round two. I wasn't even fried yet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the baby's first frostbite arrow is super relevant. Super relevant. Anything Baby's first frostbite arrow? Hamstring shot. Baby's first frostbite. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, why? What? Okay, it makes sense. Because, like, it, it really, it was frostbite before frostbite existed. Or frost... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Frostbite. Um, yeah, that... That little bit of... That, that one extra cost that he tossed on top... Prevented four damage and a discard. 
That's insane. Enormous. That's why we need Nuxi gone. Lexi will can be gone quick. All right, I sent you my shenanigans. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not that good, but... But also, this is like two seconds. You yes. Know. We'll, we'll have plenty of time to, to make some really weird stuff. Okay, solid. Like what I see so far. Trench, scowling, flesh bags, scab skins, brave fort bracers, and double claws. Uh, we've got... Oh, smart. Blade Runner would apply to Mandible Claws. Very good. So, you don't... So, yeah, because you don't even need to... Um, so you don't need to have the discarded six. You're going to pay two. You probably, with the blue, have one float and go, alright, Blade Runner, and then the other claw's going to come in for six. Right. see I see we've reached a little bit out of our wheelhouse uh, we're grabbing some some guardian blue sexes uh, we've got <laughs> a some, lot we've got some uh, a righteous cleansing in there personal one of my one of my favorite pet cards um, ooh enigma chimera that's a good blue in there for the blue sex. Looks like a Spectral Rider 2 does the same job. Phantasmal Haze. So we're just loaded up with blue sixes. Blue sixes. Um, like, I think gut instinct looking at this is that there are too many blue sixes. Never too many. Because <laughs> right now... What am I doing more than just... This was just, like you said, this is 30 seconds of me going, all right, what can I throw in? Right, right. With little planning. So, if I go back and I probably work this deck more to be a Brute Dorinthia, it's going to be still insane. Oh, absolutely. Like, because, I, I am 100% so like, on board with, with where this deck is going. So, uh, like, I'm probably going to put Wild Rides and Pulpings in, because they're... Um, so, you got those two. I can't put Dread Screamers in, which kind of stink, but it's okay. Right. So in theory, actually, Leviah really gets really kind of insane. Yeah. Yeah, she really um, does. But, so also I'm surprised you just skipped over the infused titanium and not made a joke about like, oh, I see you had to include that. Listen, I knew. You knew it was already I going in. I knew it was going to be there. I love that card. Like, we all have our pet cards. Like, probably no matter what I build for this, it's going to have give and take. Uh, partially because I think in in a uh, Dorinthia with Dustblade, give and take is great. Worst case, it's a one for three with go again, which is mandatory on the build. Um, best case, it gives me back something dumb that I can buff my... <laughs> uh, like buff myself with because um, like one of the other things is the the non-attack action cards can be things like can be rune chant stuff I can run those 
there's so many. I'm just like, I could, it's so dumb, but I'd be like, I'm running Silver Palms. Yeah, you sure can. Should I do it? No. Absolutely well, not. <laughs> maybe. Because I'll do it, because I'm dumb. you could, if this was Blitz, Silver Palms on Valda. Could. Well, it doesn't matter. It's at the start of the turn, not action phase. You're so right. You're so right. Never mind. Don't do it. So I'm pretty sure Valda does say action phase as well. Yes, she does. She does. I was like, I know Earthlore Bounty does. Yeah, because they, they made Earthlore Bounty just to cover the small gap that Valda does not naturally grab. Alright. So, <laughs> so I have an idea for our next... So we, if you can clean your desk and get your camera set up, I have an idea for... A Patreon thing. Gross cleaning. Yes, I know. <laughs> I think I can make that happen. You want to? It's going to be me versus you, and I'm going to be playing Kano, and they're going to be able to witness my suffering. I really thought you were going to say we're going to play these decks. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, I can build chain. You can bring Arachne. We can finally do that. That thing that we talked about in like episode one or two, yeah, you know, it's been over, like just under a year. Yeah, wow, we've been going at this for a hot minute. I know, I know. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was an idea. I still have the um, Meta Zoo, and every time I look at them and read some more of those cards, <laughs> I'm like, there's one of Uncle Sam. And it's like, if there's an American flag in any view of the person who plays it, it gets something. Makes sense, but why? So the person can be playing this deck and just set an American flag down and go, oh, there's an American flag in my view. I want to say, I feel like I was talking about this with Junior at some point, because he, he did a little bit of metazoing. If memory serves for, like, official events, there is a limit to the number of, like, technical outside objects you can bring uh. i don't remember if that's a real thing uh, this is this is me trying to pull on a memory from like before we met oh i don't like i don't even really want to talk about it till we're actually playing so yeah because reading those cards i'm just like who enjoys this <laughs> But for a dollar fifty, we'll enjoy it for Patreon. Exactly. So, what have we done so far today? Derek has taught me a little bit of Kano. We built a Valda deck for my wife, and Derek has blew my mind open with this. Yes. You know what could also be fun for Shapeshifter? What? Uh, I. I think one of the things that I've wanted to do, so one of the things that I had heard about for, I think this was in Pokemon, uh, the card game, there there were like escalation leagues where you would get like a, a pre-con deck or a certain number of like sealed packs to to start your deck, and every week you'd get a pack or two to upgrade That's your deck. That's kind of interesting. Okay. See, now that would be fun. And then do that with Shapeshifter. So you you get, like, a smaller amount of, like, 
your your shapeshifter sealed level of packs. And then every couple of weeks, you go, all right, I'll upgrade with these. Like, all right, and and end of these two weeks, you everybody's gonna get a dynasty pack. End of these two weeks, everybody's gonna get a, a bright lights. So we could actually kind of do that at Al on Fridays. Yeah. Because what you can do is, so you'd have to buy the packs to start it. But if you choose the social side, and everybody agrees to this, you take the $10 that they're going to give you back in store credit, buy three, and then each week you just get three packs, basically. Of So is it going to be like, each week, it's the same. Everybody gets the same packs, or they get to choose from what's available. I would available. think everybody would get the same packs. So okay, like, so like one week, everybody we would do like bright lights, and then the next week it'd be like dynasty kind of thing. Right, and I don't okay. think three packs per week would be good. Why not? <laughs> uh, All right, well then you get three packs, one for each week. Yeah, I think that would be perfectly fine. Um like a, a pack per week to do this and then like your your first your setup a day like the first one that you play is gonna be like i don't know start on four or five packs just so you can hit your 40 but i think i think there's something to that That, that would be something that we'd have to, like, sit down and map out. Yeah, yeah, we, we're going to have to write up some rules, because this is something I'm very interested in. Also, like, I'd be fine with, like, a sealed, kind of like what we did that one time, where, like, but, like, each week you get to upgrade the deck as well, kind right. of thing. I don't know. I, I actually, I know a lot of people, I don't think, had fun with it, but, like, Bright Light Sealed, I had actually more fun than I thought I was going to have with it. Uh, and it just makes the most sense for me for that because it takes a lot less packs to create a deck. I was talking about this with some of the folks uh, at the PQ today um, that we kind of enjoy Bright Lights Sealed more than Bright Lights Draft. Because Bright Lights Draft just kind of turned into... Pick, pick the best card of the stack that's handed to you and pass it on. Yeah. If you see an Evo, you probably grab that first. Because Teclavossin's very good. Uh, like, unless you're seeing a bunch of hyper drivers, uh, you probably just are on Teclavossin, and you just you just brick wall out. Like, that's not yeah, like a, a always true rule. Um, <laughs> I was talking about this with um, Chad and Josh, and they did a they did their own little draft, and the two of them had the pick Evo's mindset. And someone sitting in the corner uh, ended up on Max with three red hyper drivers in their list. Oh, no. And they got, like, the gas-ups and the recharges and the... <laughs> and they just, like, outvalued everyone. So, like, th there's some play in in the draft but but it's not like it what it used to be kind of thing right because like you don't have to on the plus side you don't really have to worry about not having the playable number of cards because you will you always have a playable deck 
Yeah. But on the downside, uh, sometimes, like, the unplayable version kind of becomes, how many no blocks did I end up with? Because yeah. the last half, like, the last section of every pack is just the items nobody wanted. And that feels terrible. Yeah. So, it's, like, honestly, I feel like a sealed kind of thing like that every... I don't know. I just want to play UPF, honesty. Honestly. Same. I am so looking forward to uh, this upcoming weekend on the 28th. The Vanish Zone is doing a social play night. Uh, and we're both going to be there. Uh, I'm trying to convince my wife. Yeah. Trying to convince her to learn. See, I feel like... I'm like, if I can convince her, i got to teach her how to play. But I'm like, if it's social play then this is supposed to be more of like a get together and it's, you're not going to, you're not competing for anything. So even if like I have to take her on like minimal knowledge, there's a good chance we could just, she can get help be taught how to play there. Yeah, absolutely. If I don't have time. And like one of the things you were talking about going up early to play in a Blood Bowl, Blood Bowl demo, uh, if she does tag along, I can teach her on the side. I have no interest in, in Blood Bowl. <laughs> I don't I got a like Norse sports team. enough as it is. <laughs> well, you don't even have to play the sports side. You don't. You have just to, play the but... side where you have to kill the other team. But there's still sports, and yeah. But if you kill the other team, you automatically win. I suppose. <laughs> That's just another game that you would have to spend money on. Exactly, and one that takes up a lot of space. Yes. Oh. Alrighty, we're getting to the end of the session here. We would like to thank you for listening, and make sure you check out the Banish Zone, BanishZone.com, for all your tabletop and gaming needs. They have card games as well as tabletop games, as stated not two, even two minutes ago, where we talked about Blood Bowl. Um, again, coming up on the 28th, we got the free-to-play, and then on the 4th, they have a Pro Quest with a Heart of Fiendel door prize. Wild. I will repeat I that again. That. Heart of Fiendel door prize. Like a three hundred dollar card, just giving it away. Just for funsies. So, where you can you find them? Uh, in Wernersville, PA, and thebanishzone.com. Make sure you check them out. Every order you place on thebanishzone.com, you get one percent back in store credit. Good people, great prices, amazing time. I'm changing it up this week. You know, every time that you go through that, I I always, because of the cadence, want to say, better pizza, Papa John's. Every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> no, it's going to be like, better pizza, go to Tosco's. <laughs> oh, what's the, what's the place that we stop at every time we go up there? Um, oh, I can see the... Julie's! Julie's, yes. Oh... I wish there was something we could include with that. But anyway. Let's get them to sponsor ne- us. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, make sure you check out uh, my wife's store on Etsy. Obviously, we still only have the dice bags listed. We are working hard on trying to figure out what else we can list. Because right now she's working on projects for our friend. Slash mascot. Slash executive director of marketing, Jason. She has now made him a hat. She's made him a backpack, she's made him a dice bag, and she's currently working on a cloak for him. But, we will be trying to get that updated soon. We now have stickers on the way. We also have business cards coming. So, 
with Paul Crafts on Etsy. Make sure you check us out. And lastly, we have a Patreon, and we have a new Patreon sponsor, which I should have had this up, but I'm not that uh, ready for Look stuff. you not being prepared. That's usually my job. I know, and it's just like one of those is like, I'm, I'm going to shout them out, and then I just forgot to pull it up, so... So let me pull it up real quick. Um, the name made... I'm not saying the name is any... Is anything. Could be someone I don't know at all. But when I heard this name, it made me think of Jason making another account just to... It's only for a dollar. But it made me think of Jason making another account just to put a dollar down. The name is Junky Bong. Hmm. That entirely could be a Jason name. Could be. I'm not saying it is. Whether you're Jason or a, a real other person... Uh, th- thanks for patroning. <laughs> I mean, I can't say anything. I've made like I've made a funny name for what I did to the one Patreon when they shouted out because I wanted to make the guys laugh, and there was a running joke with people doing like stuff with their name in that one, which I cannot repeat in here. Understandable. <laughs> Maybe I'll talk about it in Patreon episode a little bit. But. Once again, we thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show this week. We actually stayed a little bit on track this week, mostly because Derek threw me off track <laughs> and was able to just talk. <clears throat> but once again, check out TheBannerStone.com with Podcrafts on Etsy and Steelblade Show, Patreon.com slash Steelblade Showtime. We hope you enjoyed listening. We hope you are enjoying the improvements we are making, such as adding the intro, and we hope you have a great day.